One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. What do you do when your partner is gaining a lot of weight and you're personally not a fan of it? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, having a hard time forgiving my boyfriend even after five years? He missed the birth of our first, female 29, male 30. My boyfriend missed the birth of our first child five years ago and I still haven't forgiven him for that. He never once came to my doctor's appointments. It was mad embarrassing whenever I went to my prenatal appointments alone. Every other lady was with their baby daddies at the waiting room and I was looking a fool sitting by myself. Then he had the audacity to miss the birth over a game. He has this whole entire TV setup downstairs, and he wasn't going to be laying uncomfortable in the hospital for who knows how long. By the way, it was 18 hours of labor all by myself. He kept FaceTiming me after she was born, but I declined all his calls. He wanted to see a pic of our baby, but who do you think you are? You didn't want to come see her in person or me, and you expect me to send you a picture? Heck no. I had the car too. He didn't want to drive me to the hospital. He had his cousin over when this happened and he didn't think I was going to go into labor. No, I wasn't driving while I was in labor. I had a little bit of water leakage, so I drove to the hospital and they admitted me and gave me labor pills to push my labor and I didn't go into labor until the next day. He could have asked his cousin to give me a ride to the hospital, but no, he didn't. He got many people he could have gotten a ride from, but nope, nope, nope. I had a whole C-section too and I drove back home from the hospital with my newborn as the black independent single mother I am while my stitches were not even close to healing. I'm guessing OP posted this more not for advice but just to vent and I just gotta say that OP is completely valid in every way and how they feel. This guy was living with you and still managed to be a deadbeat before the baby was even there. I'd say OP is definitely much better off without him. I mean, I sure hope OP didn't forgive the person that was willing to do that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy breaking down incredibly difficult relationship decisions, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, found out he's married, female 26, male 29. So I've been dating a guy for around two weeks and it's been great, honestly. We really hit it off, there's mutual attraction, and we really enjoy each other's company. We've been texting a lot on the daily and he sends me stuff like, You are a woman to marry. I really wanted to kiss you yesterday. You look amazing and you're such a sweet and lovely person. I feel like I can fully be myself with you. We actually are very rather vulnerable with each other about some stuff. Yesterday we got rather intimate at my home, but he eventually left because he couldn't get it up and was quite embarrassed. Then I finally decided to do a background check on him, which I usually do before I go on dates. I honestly forgot to do it this time, lesson learned. I discovered that he is married, and that he married his fiance in July, not even three weeks ago. She has an entire wedding album on Facebook and they met like five years ago. I am so, so angry with myself and most of all him. I really want to message her all of the screenshots anonymously and then block him. I'm just scared for my own safety. He knows where I live and we've shared a bit of intimate information. What's your advice? Personally, although getting revenge seems the most satisfying thing, I think if OP is legitimately afraid considering they've shared intimate information, 
I think they should just go the shutting it down route. Just say something like you've reconsidered looking for somebody currently, or that you're just not feeling a connection anymore. Maybe he'll take a hit to his ego thinking it's about the fact that he couldn't get it up. But I would say don't tie yourself up in this drama, just cut it loose and let it go if you can. Our next story is, best friend got mad because I wouldn't lend her money. I, 22-year-old female, have a best friend A, 27-year-old female. She's a single mom to her 5-year-old son who has autism. She doesn't work and relies on benefits to make ends meet. I want to state I don't have a problem with anyone using benefits. However, I live on my own, I work two jobs out of choice and earn a decent income. About two years ago, I got into some financial difficulty. I got my first bank account and was a bit stupid with my money, realizing it had to last until the end of the month and I got into debt with my bills. I managed to pull myself out of my financial difficulties and pay off all my debts, and now I'm debt free. To add a bit about me, I grew up in a toxic household and now live independently. I like to maintain a private life by keeping my friends, family, work, and finances confidential and separate. I'm one of those people who want to do things as soon as possible. For instance, if I finish a cup of tea, I clean the mug immediately and put it away after. I don't like leaving it. I struggled with the weekends as I had nothing to do. I got my cleaning done in two hours and still visited some people for an hour or two, so I decided to get a part-time job on weekends. When I was in financial difficulties and my best friend asked to borrow money, I said yes because she got paid when I didn't, and it was enough to last till the next payday. About a year ago, I decided to stop lending money to people for good. My sisters often got annoyed at me for not lending them money. About three times a week, my best friend has been asking to borrow money on WhatsApp. I decided to turn off the read receipt features and when the people can see when you're last online or if you're online features. This irritated my friends, family, and best friend. Yesterday, my best friend asked to borrow money at 10am and texted me around 3pm, getting mad because I wouldn't respond to her messages asking for money. Since then, I've not directly gone on the chat, but I got 7 more messages. My best friend has known my sister, who is also the same age, since we were kids, and she texted me claiming I'm rude as freak because I have the disposable income to lend it. My sister is married, works part-time, and has an 18-month-old son. What do you think I should do about this? Honestly, I think OP needs to stand their ground, and no matter how much flack they get from friends or family, they have their own boundaries, they have their own desires, it's their money, you're not obligated to give it away, and the moment you give in to that, you're endorsing them to continue harassing you endlessly to try to get your bankroll. Bill Gates has endless money, let them go try to hit him up endlessly. Our next story is, am I being dramatic? My husband, 38 year old male, wants me, 35 year old female, to get a second job so he doesn't have to cut back on his spending. We both work full time jobs, but he makes more than I do and has the option for overtime. I don't have that option. We have two teams. Our budget's been tight because everything, gas, mortgage, groceries, etc. is so expensive right now. When he confronted me about watching how much I spent at the grocery store and how much money I spent on the kids, I reminded him that he golfs two times a week and just came back from a weekend golf trip. He stated that he works overtime to pay for it so I can't say anything about it and that I need to get a second job if I want extra stuff for me and the kids. So I've applied to several places for a second job because our kids are going to need school clothes and supplies. I can't remember the last time I bought myself anything. I can't help but feel like I'm going to work two jobs, 
What do I need him for? I'm seriously considering divorce. Am I being dramatic? Personally, I think any partner that expects you or is pressuring you to get a second job for anything other than we need it to survive is being especially horrendous. Personally, I think this guy's request is just laughable. I don't think OP is being dramatic. Being told, hey, I want to keep spending on luxuries for myself, so uh, why don't you go work two jobs? In that case, why don't I work three, maybe four? We can make sure you can buy even more stuff. It's all just so ridiculous. That said, our next story is, My boyfriend of six years has become best friends with another woman. I'm 26-year-old female. My boyfriend, 30-year-old male of six years, has become best friends with another woman, 36-year-old female, in the last five months. He's always been introverted and has never liked drinking much or going out. However, they've been going out and staying out at the pub slash club from 5pm until 5am with a few other friends. I was never threatened by her before. My boyfriend was always very trustworthy. And she's 6 years older than him with kids and a partner. After I told him I was uncomfortable with him staying out with her for that long, one night he lied about meeting her at the pub. When I checked his phone, she had texted him saying, I love you. My boyfriend seemed shocked by this text, said she must have thought the friendship was deeper than it was and agreed to block her. After two weeks, I found out that he hadn't blocked her on WhatsApp, only text, and she had been messaging him. He then tried to convince me the text message she sent was meant for her daughter, believing her and taking her side. I've given him an ultimatum, it's her or me. He said he would choose me, but I don't know if I can trust him again after he's lied. I genuinely don't think he would have physically cheated on me, but he has clearly emotionally cheated on me. He claims to not know emotional cheating is classed as cheating. His argument is he really gets on with this girl as a best friend, and he doesn't have many friends. I can completely get that he wants to have his own friends, but he doesn't seem to realize their friendship appears completely inappropriate. I've also never even met her, and he's never been overly keen about getting us to meet before. I love my boyfriend so much, we were so happy up until this happened. I'm worried I can never trust him again now that he's lied. I also feel that he still wants to be friends with her, even though he said he won't see her. Do I need to end things? So to be honest, I do believe that you can have friends of the opposite sex, and you could even have a close enough relationship where maybe there is a I love you exchanged, but... The way they're doing it and especially his actions in not being open about it, not being upfront about it and trying to hide it, he clearly is showing guilt here. I mean, ultimately, who knows what's happening between them for hours on end. I don't even necessarily think it's this emotionally cheating friendship slash maybe more that's gonna be ruining things. I just think it's his not opening up and being honest about it and hurting you more severely through that way that would be the issue and probably the breaking factor. Our next story is, was I, 40 year old female, in the wrong for having my friend's son, 15 year old male, hang out with my son, 15 year old male, at our house? I'm seeking some advice on a situation I found myself in recently and I could really use your insights on how to handle it. I have this friend whose son is 15 years old and my own son is around the same age. Now, the thing is, my son is perfectly fine staying home by himself when needed, but my friend's son is not allowed to do so. So my friend often asks me if I can watch her son, let's call him Jake, when she's busy or has to run errands. The tricky part is that my son and Jake have quite different personalities and they don't exactly hit it off well. My son finds Jake a bit annoying and rude sometimes, 
and he honestly doesn't want to be friends with him. However, Jake really wants to be friends with my son and constantly seeks opportunities to hang out with him. It puts me in a difficult spot because I want to be there for my friend, but I also don't want to force a friendship that my son is uncomfortable with. Despite my son expressing his feelings, I recently invited Jake over for a day to help my friend out. After Jake left, my son told me how much he dislikes it when I invite Jake over, and he feels like his boundaries are not being respected. I'm conflicted now because I care about my son's feelings, but I also don't want to let my friend down when she genuinely needs my help. Has anyone else faced a similar situation? How did you handle it? I want to strike a balance here and do what's right for both boys, but it's proving to be more challenging than I anticipated. I think there needs to be a little bit more context here. Is the friend just overprotective? Because I think it's reasonable for a 15-year-old to stay home by themselves, right? I mean, if you find yourself in a situation where you really need to watch over this kid and maybe, you know, they've got some kind of disability or something along those lines, then it really only comes down to OP being a jerk if they're trying to force an interaction. Maybe OP could volunteer to go to the friend's house and watch their kid there. I am assuming they're okay with their 15-year-old staying home alone. This next story is, my boyfriend cheated with his ex. We had been building a life together. I, female 43, just caught my boyfriend of two years, Kenny, male 40, cheating. His affair partner is his ex-girlfriend Sheila, female 37, and it's impossible that she doesn't know about me because he posts about us on his social media. I own a very successful business, this is important to the story, since my actual home is hours away and I do spend time closing with clients in his town, I agreed to partially live together. Last year he was out of furniture so I agreed to fully furnish his whole place as we talked about marriage. We decided to make the place nice so that we could eventually sell it and he could reimburse me for the expenses. I bought very high end furniture. His place is modest but with a lot of TLC a buyer could want to invest. Because of my job, I get retail clients, so I have access to very nice things. I've been noticing things for weeks. His phone doesn't leave his side. He takes naps and keeps the phone under his armpit. His jokes have become disrespectful and demeaning, and he's been showing up home a bit later than usual. I had a programmed business trip. Occasional traveling is part of my growth now. I told him the wrong arrival date, like five days later. I arrived back, got home, and found her car in a secluded spot in the parking lot. I know her car because it was his and he sold it to her, and he claimed that she was already about to get married. It was pretty late, so I started getting sick with anxiety and saw lots of dirty dishes in the sink. Stupid me, I'm still hoping that there's some type of mistake. I get to the bedroom and find her sleeping with him, both snoring, and she's in her underwear. I didn't do anything. I didn't confront them. I felt like I was going to get sick, so I just rushed back to my car. I haven't said anything. I haven't even been able to process anything. I'm afraid of breaking down in front of him because, at this point, I'm convinced that he doesn't deserve my tears nor the ego boost. I'm actively avoiding him because I can't stomach talking to him right now. I just keep telling him that I'm busy. His voice messages are perky and enthusiastic, as if nothing is happening, so I just don't even know what I'm asking for here. I don't know if I should confront him or I should just empty out the apartment when he's out. I don't know if I should go see him or what. I just don't know. What I know is I've been cheated on before and I'm certain that I will not forgive him because the last time I forgave, the guy convinced me because I was in front of him and I got weak and I accepted taking him back and I got cheated on again. So I just don't know what to do. Please advise. This guy, 
40 years old doing this is not worth it. Beyond the pain of getting cheated on, clearly you're going to feel pretty bad feeling like you're just going to give up all of the monetary value of that furniture. But considering it was sort of a gift, I don't really think there's any way to reclaim that money back. You can try just showing up with movers and hoping it doesn't just blow up, but it might also just be easiest to not draw it out, cut it off, and move on. If they question things, you just tell them very bluntly what you saw, you're not going to stand for it, you know it'll happen again, and you're done. This next story is, boyfriend thinks I've been doing freak all for the past six When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Months. I, 33-year-old female, have been on a leave of absence since the end of February due to what started as a severe mental health issue and alcohol addiction. Although I've been struggling with severe depression and anxiety since I was a young child, it finally came to a head this year, after my boyfriend, 36-year-old male, and I had a huge falling out after some boundaries were crossed. I won't go into detail about the exact situation as I don't feel that it's relevant, other than the fact that it was the catalyst for my mental breakdown. Because of this situation, my mental health spiraled out of control and my alcohol use became much worse than it already was. I've been an alcoholic since the age of 16, and I've quit a few times since then, but it got to the point where I was considering ending things, couldn't perform at work, and couldn't really take good care of myself or my home. I did the bare minimum, if anything. I simply could not function and decided to take some time off work to get my life in order. My boyfriend and I were going through a trial separation for a couple of weeks. During that time, I stayed with my mom for a bit, eight hours away, and while I was home, I turned the spare bedroom into my own. I also drank like a fish. After a night of going to the ER due to fear of hurting myself, I decided that enough was enough. I sought professional treatment for my alcohol use disorder and attended outpatient rehab, smart recovery meetings, therapy, and enrolled myself in a relapse prevention program. As I was working on getting sober, foot problems with which I was dealing with became so painful to the point I could barely walk. I saw treatment for that as well with my physician and a chiropodist. When it came time to return to work, I asked my employer to either work from home or modify my work duties. Because my job mostly entails very physical work. Electrical engineering technician, going on job sites climbing ladders, going on rooftops, 6 hours plus of standing without a break, etc. My employer wasn't able to accommodate me, even with my asking of the possibility of filing reports drafting electrical plans or quoting jobs, which can all easily be done from home or from my desk at work, they had nothing for me. 
I had to continue with my leave of absence until my treatment plan helped me progress to a point where I can do some of my physical work tasks. Not even a week after, mid-June, I suffered a stroke and spent six days in the hospital. Thankfully, I'll be making a full recovery within six months, but the neurologist excused me from work for a further three months. During that time, up to today, I've been working on my stroke recovery and continue to work on my alcohol use recovery. I wasn't left with permanent disabilities, and I'm able to do things for myself, other than not being legally allowed to drive for a month after the stroke date. I do, however, need to take it easy in the sense that I get exhausted easily, get dizzy and lose my balance easily, get headaches a lot, and have sensorial issues. For the first week back at home, my boyfriend had to help me with a lot of things around the house so that I wouldn't fall, and he had to drive me around at times. Because he works insane hours due to running a business, his mom graciously helped me get around to my appointments during that time until I got the okay to drive again. With all that, and having to stay home, I still cleaned up the house, cooked, and took care of our pets. I just napped a lot more because, well, a stroke leaves you freaking drained. My boyfriend got hammered last night after a tough week at work. At first, I didn't mind him having a few beers despite my recent struggles with alcohol cravings being harder to deal with. I don't expect him, or anyone for that matter, to change every aspect of their lives because of my alcoholism. I do, however, expect a bit of respect in the sense that I don't want him to down a 2.6 of vodka, 750 milliliters or a 26 ounce bottle, after barely having eaten all day. He gets belligerent and so difficult to be around once he passes a certain stage of drunkenness. We got into an argument because I asked him to slow it down a bit and eat before he continued to drink. This got him into a rant about how he deserves to enjoy a drink after a long week and how he can't take time off like I have. He admitted that he resents me for having been off work all this time and that I've been doing freak all with myself for six months. He's also ticked that after the passing of a friend two weeks ago, I made her husband and her daughter some meals and goodies all week. This was my way of showing support as I figured that they wouldn't have the energy to do all that while grieving their wife and mother. Before my friend passed, I still cooked for us, albeit not as elaborate as the meals I made for my friend's family. I still continued to clean up after him, he does zero housework, and took care of the house as much as possible. But he's insistent on me not doing a single thing for six months. He's ticked at me for him not being able to take time off because he owns a business and can't allow himself to take that time off. He also lamented about how I wouldn't accompany him when helping a friend pick up furniture from Facebook Marketplace a couple of times. Am I crazy to think that he's way off base and that he's diminishing my health issues? I get that some people have a hard time believing that depression can be crippling, but in my case, it was crippling. Oh, and I had a freaking stroke two months ago. I don't know if this guy is just too used to life before all of this stuff started happening, but I think it's pretty clear that he's just not respectful of OP and what OP is going through. I don't know if that opinion and that kind of behavior is being influenced heavily by drinking, but at a time where OP really needs to focus on taking it easy and focusing on themselves, the boyfriend's really trying their hardest to make it all about them. Our next story is, my girlfriend is a very bad texter. My 22-year-old female, girlfriend 23-year-old female, rarely texts me. Usually I don't care because we meet two to four times per week. Texting isn't important to me either when we see each other often enough. I also know that she doesn't check her phone when she's busy, during her workouts, 
but we're in different countries for five weeks since last week. We have a two-hour difference, so if it's 11pm there, it's 1am here. She texts me once in two days, usually when it's already almost 1am here and I'm almost falling asleep. It's Saturday, and she hasn't texted me since Wednesday. I care about texting right now because I won't be seeing her for a month. I miss her so much it hurts. I already asked her to make an effort to text me during those five weeks. I'm not expecting her to be available to text me the whole day, just a few minutes to keep up with each other. Waiting for days without knowing when she'll text me or call me is painful and it makes me anxious. What can I do about this? In this situation, especially considering I assume they promised to keep up with you via text, and considering you are going to be away for quite some time, it would be very annoying to me personally to go days without having that contact. Yeah, it's a little different when you see each other probably within a day or two at the most. But when you're in a different country and I don't hear from you for multiple days, that is kind of nerve-wracking. I think you can spare five minutes at least every single day to text back, even in the regular situation. I don't think in any way this could be OP being clingy or anything. They want a sign of life from their partner. This next story is my 20-year-old male, girlfriend 20-year-old female, is gaining a lot of weight and I'm getting less attracted to her. Me, 20-year-old male, and my girlfriend have been together for a little over three years, and this is still the first relationship I've been in. It's certainly gone much better than I would have ever expected my first relationship to go, and we as people are very compatible. Our personalities mesh better than any girl I've ever spoken to, and I really hope we stay together forever. That being said, her weight gain has caused her to be quite a bit less attractive to me. Over the course of our relationship, she's probably put on roughly 60 pounds, with the majority of that coming in the last year, year and a half. Our sex life has gotten noticeably worse, and I really just am not in the mood nearly as much as I used to be. She's scheduled for a breast reduction surgery in December, and she says that after the surgery, she can only lose about 10 pounds without causing some problems, so this has become a more pressing issue. Me personally, I've always been relatively in shape as I played baseball in high school and have been generally very active my whole life. I've also had quite a gym journey recently and have lost about 8 pounds body weight while putting on a significant amount of muscle. I'm sitting at 140 pounds with around 12% body fat. Fitness has always been important to me, but now it's kind of an integral part of my life and I think that makes her weight gain much more impactful to me. She always talks about how she wants to lose it, and it's a weekly occurrence where she'll start a diet only to stop two days later. At first, they just acted like nothing was wrong and she didn't need to change because, in reality, it wasn't that big of a deal. But over time, it's just built up and her failed promises to not just me, but also herself have gotten frustrating and I don't know what to do. I've recently stopped beating around the bush a bit and I've tried to be supportive to her and help her with her endeavors and I always ask her to start coming to the gym with me but she never has. I've never outright told her that her weight is becoming an issue and that she needs to lose it but I'm beginning to think that I might need to. Again, this relationship has felt almost as perfect as possible but I'm really just not that attracted to her anymore. Should I tell her how I'm feeling? If so, how? If not, what else should I do? I mean, personally, this is no slight to OP, but if you're in a relationship where if your partner does start putting on weight and they start getting maybe heavier than you would traditionally desire, 
and that is capable of ruining the entire relationship, I really don't know if you're in this relationship for the right reasons to begin with. Maybe you haven't experienced it, but along comes some people sometimes where you just click with them so well that appearances, weight, other issues very much become a non-issue. If honestly this situation with her weight is putting it in a situation where you find yourself not wanting to be with her or just not attracted to her anymore, it probably is for the best for Obi to consider ending it not for him but for her. This has the potential to really mess her up. Our next story is I, 25-year-old female, temporarily moved in with my boyfriend, 45-year-old male, of 10 months out of necessity, and he is becoming upset over finances. I'm in my last year of a PhD program and live in student housing. A change in school policy caused me to have to move out for the summer with only two weeks notice. I have zero family that would be able to help. My boyfriend and I had been together for 10 months now, now over a year. This is my first ever relationship. The day that I found out I was soon to be homeless, he called and heard in my voice that I was stressed. I began to cry and told him of my situation, but I in no way implied that I expected him to help. Almost immediately he said, you can just move in with me for the summer. I was taken aback, but after a long call of him insisting, I agreed that I would if I couldn't find another solution. I made it very clear that I would not be able to pay rent, and as move-in day approached, I gave him opportunities to back out if he felt weird about it. I repeated that I could not contribute to rent, but planned to get a summer job to pay for food and get back on my feet to move out at the end of August. The summer job hunt ended up being a mess and I only make a little money every two weeks or so with odd jobs. The landlord ended up making him pay an extra $50 per month, four months, $200 total, as a fee for having an extra person. Again, I could not cover this, but my boyfriend said it was fine and still wanted me to move in. My boyfriend is older and has only lived with one long-term girlfriend before. He kind of lived his life as a bachelor and is slowly adapting to being with someone he cares about and shifting out of the bachelor life. His place is gross and hasn't been cleaned well in over a decade. I've put hours and hours into deep cleaning and have drastically transformed the space and do his laundry. My minimal belongings are stacked in a side room that he has never used anyway. I do not mix my belongings with his as to not make him feel like I'm taking over. You wouldn't even know anybody else was living here aside from it being clean. My boyfriend spends half of his week at this residence and then drives to his parents for the remainder of the week. I mention this to clarify that even if I wasn't living here, he would still be paying rent for himself regardless if he was here, and the utilities stay pretty constant even if he's not here using them. Our theory is that the city charges everyone an average amount rather than actually check the meters. After a while of living together, he began to make comments about money and demand that I pay for things like snacks, alcohol, and cigs. I don't drink or smoke at all. I drive us around everywhere, gas. I was paying half for food like usual for as long as I could. I've paid for all house materials, toilet paper, cleaner, soap, etc. For the whole time I've been here, when I try to explain that I literally have $20 to my name at times and cannot buy his cigs, he flips out and says that he pays $750 rent and I don't contribute. He claims that I'm causing him to pay high utilities, but as I previously stated, they are in line for what they were last year when I wasn't here at all. Essentially, he's paying what he would be paying normally without me living here, aside from the extra $50 monthly fee. I am extremely grateful for what he has done for me and expressed this. However, I was upfront from the beginning and our deal was clear. 
To thank him, my plan was to give him $500 once I was back on my feet as a student and moved out. Again, this was never our original deal, but a plan I made vocal to him recently after him getting mad. I said, do not count on it, but I would like to kick you back some money. This is all I can offer, as I'm not allowed to have a full-time job while in my PhD program. His ears perked up at that and now he acts like I owe him that and more. He borrows money from me for alcohol and other things and when I ask for it back, there is always a fight even though he promised to give it back. It might be worth mentioning that he is spoiled by his family who gives him money often. What's your opinion on the situation? What can I do to remind him of our original agreement and make him understand that I do not have money to give? If I had money, I would totally pay. For reference, months prior to this move-in, I spent $100 on his birthday after barely knowing him and $400 for Christmas prior to running out of my savings and being homeless. My birthday's on Christmas and he didn't get me a gift for either. If relevant, upon graduation, I'll make 90000 starting and he has the background to make sixty to 70000 but is choosing to substitute teach instead part-time only, twenty to 30000 with no summer income. I look at the situation and say, short of him having a place where you can live with relatively minimal expenses, what does this guy have that keeps you around because this guy sounds like a 45 year old man child who expects you to not only be their mommy and clean up for them or else they just won't, but also somehow expects you who has no real income coming in to give them an allowance? And this isn't for airheads and skittles, he wants it for alcohol and cigarettes. It just, it all seems ridiculous from the age discrepancy to his behavior all through and through. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another incredibly difficult relationship question, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 